the podcast series that hope it sounds like, hey, how you doing? Instead of, da, hey, pretty lady. What's What's Shaking with with Shainer? The podcast that celebrates the passion and the madness of the geek, the nerd, and often the absurd. With your host, Shaken Shainer. Welcome back, my friends, as we venture into the 10th episode of What's Shaking with Shaner. As always, I am your host, Shaking Shaner. It's great to be back with a new episode after a bit of a hiatus. Unfortunately, as we all experience from time to time, life and work got in the way just a bit. But hey, we are back and I am ready to swing in the saddle and get this train sailing along. A big thanks to all of you out there for joining us as we once again embark on a journey and embrace those geeky and nerdy things that we are so passionate about but don't always get a chance to talk about in casual conversations, which really is the whole purpose of this show. And thank you for spending your time with What's Shaken with Shainer. To our new listeners in Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and Germany, thanks for joining us. Our show is based on Shake and Shaner's sensational cycle of subjects, which means each episode is on a different subject, and it rotates from a cartoon, a novel, an absurd debate or discussion, movies, and our Did You Know series. All of our episodes and links to the locations where you can listen to What's Shake and Shaner and all of our additional content, head on over to our website, shakenshaner.com. That's right, shakenshaner.com. No G because I'm an original. No, it's S-H-A-K-I-N shaner.com. That's right, shakenshaner.com. Go there and you won't regret it. So if you're thinking to yourself, self, I wonder what's shaking with Shaner today. Well, that's the right attitude to have because guess what? That's exactly what we do here. Have you ever noticed that if you cut or burn a finger, your first reaction is to suck your fingers? Not only is this an instinctive behavior, but it's also effective and there is science behind it. I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but no, really, there is a little science behind all of this. That's what we're going to be talking about today as part of our Did You Know series, jumping right back into Did You Know There Was Science About It and even more 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 mystical. mystical. Is there a magical side to sucking a burned finger? I don't know. There could be, maybe. Guess what? That's what we're going to find out and talk about today. So just sit tight before we jump right into this and we wait for our brand new sponsor. Who will be America's new lounge singing sensation? Well, to find out, tune in to WTF Network's new talent search, Lounge Lizards in Style, and hear the vocal ability of Tommy Tone Deaf Daniels. Do you 
love is more than just a game for two. Two, love can make it. Take my heart, but please don't break it. Love. Jimmy, two thumbs, singling. Oh, Don Shane, thank you for all the joy and praise. And Billy, can't carry a tune in a bucket. Johansson. Yo, have a yabba dabba do time. A yabba do time. You'll have a gay old time. <laughs> Who will be America's new lounge singing sensation? Uh, we really, really don't know. But to find out, tune in to the WTF Network Fridays at 3 a.m. <laughs> I have no idea where the genius is over at WTF-TV, their network. I have no idea where they come up with all these brilliant ideas, but glad to have them on board as a sponsor of What's Shaken with Shaner. So as we were just talking about, too long ago, I, I stumbled on an article that explains why we instinctively suck on an injured finger. I was impressed uh, with this article, and I just wanted to share it with all of you because there's a, a few other things that kind of go along with this that really kind of intrigued me. So we're going to get into the meat and taters of it and start with two researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Back in 1965, they proposed an idea, what they called the gate control theory of pain, which for the most part still holds up to this day. And since then, additional research has shown that feeling pain is more about a balance of stimuli on the different types of nerve fibers. The idea was that certain fibers that increased the input were ones that opened the gate and the ones that reduced the input close the gate. The gate control theory was fleshed out in 1996 when neurophysiologist Edward Pearl discovered that cells contain nociceptors, which are neurons that signal the presence of tissue-damaging stimuli or the existence of tissue damage. Of the two main types of nerve fibers, large and small, the large fibers carry non-nonsusceptive information or no pain while the small fibers transit non-susceptive information or pain. Studies where electric stimulation was applied to nerves as the current was raised, the first fibers to be stimulated were the largest ones. As the intensity of the stimulus increased, smaller and smaller fibers get recruited in. At low intensity, the patient recognizes stimulus, but it was not painful. But when the intensity of the stimulus was increased, eventually a threshold was reached where suddenly it was painful. Thus, the idea was that shutting the gate was something that the large fibers produced and opening the gate was something that the small fibers produced. After you have burned or cut a finger and you suck on it, what, are you, what you're doing is what's called counter-irritation or trying to stimulate the large fibers. This produces a decrease in the magnitude of the barrage of signals being driven across the incoming fiber activation or the small fibers. So basically, when you 
stub a toe and you rub on it, or when you run your shin into something and you rub across your, your shin, what you're trying to do is counter irritation and shut the gate and reduce your pain. Gate control theory is also often used to explain why massage and touch can be helpful pain management strategies during childbirth. While gate control theory does not explain every aspect of how people experience pain, it was the first to consider the psychological factors that influence the perception and experience of pain. The theory helped transform many approaches to pain management, and that's also one of the reasons why you see a lot of products out there today that are about uh, electrical stimulation, whether it's a TENS unit or other types of things that'll provide some a little shock into the system. What it's doing is it's trying to activate the large fibers to control the pain coming in from the small ones. So it really is kind of an interesting concept. And who knew? It's very instinctive. And so when we do burn our finger, our immediate reaction is to suck on it and counter it with counter irritation to help open those large fibers to shut the gate on the pain caused by the small fibers. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Who knew? So when I first read about uh, this article a few months back, it kind of struck me as odd because I remembered that there was some ancient mythology or folklore that I remember reading that relates to two different heroes in mythology and folklore that gained their magical or mystical powers by sucking a burned finger or a burned thumb. After hearing this whole pain gate control theory, I really was intrigued. So what I did is I went and gathered up all my old books, sat down and read through them again, just, just to verify what I was thinking about with these two mystical figures was actually correct. And guess what? It did validate my memory. I was right. So we have now established that by sucking on a finger or a thumb, you are causing that counter irritation to help reduce pain. Well, they call it the gate control theory of pain. My question then becomes, does that also relate to opening a gateway? By controlling the pain, are you opening a gateway within you and allowing yourself to get mystical, magical powers? I know it's out there. Somebody says it's a little weird, but hey, that's the way we like it here. Say it ain't so. It ain't so. No, it really is. And it's a weird theory, but we're going to talk about it just in a little bit more detail as we get into these two mystical figures. To kick us off, the first one we're going to talk about is known as Finn. It comes from a series of Irish legends known as the Fionn Cycle. He was also not just known as Finn, he was known as Finn MacCumal. He was the son of Cumal, who led a band of warriors called the Fianna. Members of this group were chosen for their bravery and strength and took an oath to fight for the king and defend Ireland from attack. In time, Finn became the leader of the Fianna and was their greatest warrior of all. However, that wasn't the whole story of Finn. Not only was he a hunter-warrior, but also a poet and a seer. The legend goes that as a boy, Finn became the pupil of a druid. His mentor, the druid, had been told that he would gain all of the world's knowledge if the druid caught 
and ate a certain salmon, and specifically the salmon of knowledge. Who didn't know that? So the druid did catch the fish, the salmon of knowledge, and instructed Finn to cook it, but not to eat it because the druid was fated to receive all of the world's knowledge by consuming the salmon. So while he was preparing the fish, Finn touched it and burned his thumb. And like we already discussed, he instinctively sucked his thumb to ease the pain to cause, what was it again? Counter-irritation of the large fibers to help nullify the pain. So he did this to ease the pain, but guess what happened? That's right, Finn received the knowledge that was meant for the druid. So even though he briefly touched the salmon, Finn's moment of clarity came. And he understood nature and gained psychic abilities because he sucked his thumb after he touched the salmon of knowledge. So in this instance, not only did it cause counter-irritation to activate the large nerve endings that helped shut that pain gate, but he also opened up a gateway and obtained mystical powers because he became one with nature and gained psychic abilities. Thus, that day forward, Finn became a prophet of the future and a powerful mystic as well as a warrior, all because he sucked on a burned thumb from the salmon of knowledge. That's right, the salmon of knowledge and a burned thumb. Who knew that in ancient folklore or mythology, there was somebody who gained power from sucking a burned thumb? We're not done yet because, as I said, there were two. And the second one is a very similar story and can be found in Norse mythology with the hero Sigurd. His father was a hero of Odin and was armed with a mighty sword. But when Sigurd's father died, Odin smashed the sword. However, Sigurd's mother kept all of the sword fragments because she knew they'd be needed someday. And as Sigurd grew up, his mother gave the fragments to Rijan, a devious blacksmith, but he forged those sword fragments into an invincible sword. He helped train Sigurd in many skills, and when Sigurd was ready, Rijan manipulated him to seek out a treasure that contained a magical gold ring. I don't know if it's the same gold ring that you're thinking of, but a magical gold ring that would multiply wealth. Rijan, however, did not tell Sigurd that the gold ring was cursed and it would kill the possessor. So Regen not only recreates the indestructible sword for Sigurd, but trains him and then tricks him into going after this gold ring that would eventually lead to the death of the possessor because of an ancient curse. So with his sword and a magical horse, of course there was a magical horse, Sigurd set out to get the treasure protected by Fafnir, the dragon. With the assistance of Odin, Sigurd developed a ruse based on his strength and invisible sword that allowed him to kill Fafnir. So Fafnir is this huge, huge dragon. And if he killed it, chances are it would not always be good because he might get bathed, even drowned in the butt of the dragon. But Odin knew better. Odin helped devise this ruse that not, would allow Sigurd not only to 
defeat the dragon, but not drown in the dragon's blood once the deed was done. So after it was all over, Sigurd was instructed by Regen to cut out the dragon's heart, roast it, and then eat it. However, while roasting the heart of Fafnir, Sigurd burned his finger and instinctively began sucking it to cause counter-irritation in order to activate the large fibers and control the pain gate. He did that, and guess what happened? Yes, just like in Finn's story, he got a moment of clarity, and he gained the ability to be somewhat one with nature and to understand animals similar to that of Finn, but specifically, he had the ability to have a psychic link and was able to communicate with birds. So after he had this moment of clarity, while he's standing there trying to figure out what the hell just happened, the birds approach him and start singing to him and tell Seagard that Regen had a plan to double-cross him. He was going to murder Seagard and take possession of the magic gold ring. So Seagard, taking heed from the birds, knew he had to devise a plan. He lays in wait, makes his plan, and while Regine is not ready for it, sneaks up behind him and guess what? That's right, lops off his head. He beheads Regine because he knew he was going to double-cross him. Not only gains the ability to talk to nature and specifically birds, he learns of the double-cross and instead double-crosses Regine first and makes off with the treasure because, of course, that's what it is all about. So ultimately, Sigurd's death many years later would eventually be caused by the curse of the magic gold ring. We could get into a little more detail of each of these heroes, but the fascinating thing for me is all of the mythology and folklore I have read over the years, again, isn't uh, exhaustive, but pretty extensive. These are the only two heroes I've ever come across in mythology that actually gained power from sucking a burned thumb or burned finger. I find that exceptionally fascinating because that seems like such a, a random or small way to gain power. Does, doesn't it? And now that we know the pain gate theory, so after they were closing the gate of pain, where were they actually opening a gateway to mystical and magical power? I think they were. I think it is real because that's the only explanation I have is once they were able to control and block that plane, they had their moment of clarity, their ability to communicate with nature and understand everything going on around them or talk to the birds and figure out what the hell is going on. So to me, maybe that's really the secret here. It isn't so much that there's science to explain why we instinctively suck a burned finger or a thumb. Maybe it really, the, the lesson out of this whole story really is if you do it, you can gain mystical, magical properties, see the future, understand nature, and maybe, hey, that is something I want to try because after pondering this whole gate control of pain theory and the stories of Finn and Sigurd, something really has occurred to me. Maybe this is the way to do it. So I thought to myself, self, if Finn and Sigurd obtain power by sucking a burnt thumb, maybe I should test this theory of a gateway to magical or mystical powers. So it sounds like the right thing to do, so I'm going to have to try it myself. Or did I? Did it work? Do I have power now? I guess there's only one way to find out. 
So I know you're wondering, did Shake and Shainer actually try this? Did he get mystical and magical powers? Well, after thinking about this for a while, I was like, there's got to be something to this. Late one evening, I went into the kitchen and checked our refrigerator. And of course, I was saddened to discover we did not have a salmon of knowledge or a dragon's heart to test this theory. While I was a little put off knowing I couldn't try it with a salmon of knowledge or a dragon's heart, I did discover something else in the refrigerator. Bacon. 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 And I'm pretty sure most people would agree that bacon does have magical qualities. So I grabbed that pound of thick slice applewood smoked bacon, a skillet, and got to cooking. As the pan grew hotter and the bacon grease was popping, I was trying to strengthen my resolve because I knew if I wanted to test this theory, I needed to plunge my thumb into hot bacon grease, suck my thumb, and have my own moment of clarity and be empowered with mystical abilities, the ability to see into the future and communicate with nature. So, of course, I wanted to try this. So, while I'm standing there looking down into that bacon grease, a voice was calling to me from the distance. And then it started growing a little bit closer. As I stood there enthralled by the hypnotic power of frying baking, it really is hypnotic, I looked up and I saw my wife. It was then I realized I was holding my right hand above my head up in the air as if giving a very large thumbs up while I'm staring down into a frying skillet of bacon. My wife, looking at me in a little shock and disbelief, says, why are you making bacon at 10.30 at night? And what the hell are you doing with your hand in the air? Deciding not to explain my theory on obtaining mystical powers through burning my hand in baking grease, I had to come up with a, co a cover, a good story. So I just uttered, do I need a reason to have bacon and to show my love for it? by celebrating with a big thumbs up while I'm cooking? Her gaze was steady, and she responded, Clean up your damn mess when you are done. It's late. As she walked away, shaking her head and murmuring something to herself, Yeah, I was pretty sure she bought my explanation. She knew I was just frying bacon late at night for no reason, because that's what we do. Then it happened. My moment of clarity have arrived to deliver unto me the most obvious truth, and that is, I'm an idiot. Needless to say, I did not carry through with my plan to open a mystic gateway and obtain powers through bacon grease. However, as I sat there eating that entire pound of bacon myself, I had another moment of clarity. Bacon does have magical qualities. Hey everybody, thanks for checking out our 10th episode. That's right, I can't believe it. 10 episodes in the last 10 or 11 months. It's pretty exciting. Never thought once I came up with the idea to talk about all of these geeky and nerdy things, we'd already have 10 episodes and so many listeners out there. I want to thank you all very much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on burn fingers and the pain gate control theory, along with my theory that it can open up a gateway to mystical and magical powers just like Finn and Seeger. If you want to learn more about all of these subjects, 
please go over to shakeandshaner.com. I have additional links there for some more information on the pain gate control theory, as well as links to stories on Finn and Seeger. My next question is, does anybody know of another mystical hero that gained their power through sucking a burn thumb or a burn finger? I'm interested to know. I find this whole thing fascinating. It sounds a little weird, but again, it really makes me go, huh, how does that really work? That just seems kind of weird. I'm glad you joined me. If you have anything additional, please reach on out to me. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter at Shake and Shaner. That's right, Shake and Shaner on Twitter and ShakeandShaner.com's website. Thank you all for joining me in yet the continuation of this journey. Glad to have you along, and we'll see you very soon in episode 11. Hopefully, we'll be out not too long after this one. Stay healthy, stay safe out there. Make sure you're taking good care of yourself. And I really want to thank everybody again for joining me in our celebration of the passion and the madness of the geek, the nerd, and yes, often the absurd. Thanks, everyone.